All right, all right, let's go. All right, all right. We're going to talk about my buddy Gump Worsley. Yeah, we're going to run a grapevine show of Gump. And that night, we shot it in uh, Mississauga. And you know who the other guest was? Yeah, you wrote it down here. You you, you wrote it down to me. And because I would never remember, was Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr. So we were just jammed that night. Oh, People were banging yeah. on the doors to try to get in. And uh, the one thing that we learned was Bobby Orr got his first goal on Gump Worsley. I didn't know that. And, and Gump said, many a, many a player can say that. <laughs> and uh, he was born in Montreal. I wrote this down. He was born in Montreal, won the Caller Rookie of the Year, won four Stanley Cups, won the Vesna twice, went into the Hall of Fame in 1980. So didn't you say, though, Dad, that after he won the Calder? Yeah, he got said <laughs> Can you imagine when Rookie of the Year and he got sent down and... Uh, yeah, but why did he get sent? There had to be a reason, Dad. Well, I remember uh, Phil, uh, Phil Watson was his coach. And they were in New York. Phil Watson said, I'm tired of watching this guy with his big beer belly. He says, that's how much he knows. Gump said, that's how much he knows. He says, all I drink is whiskey. Yeah, but didn't didn't one time he got in trouble because what he said to a reporter in New York? Well, he spent to Springfield. What did he say? He said, what team gives you the most trouble? He said, the New York Rangers. <laughs> and he played for the New York Rangers. So down, down to Eddie Shore he went. Anybody that was bad and anybody wanted to pay the price, I can't tell you how bad it was. It was at Devil's Island down there. And anybody that bad in the National Hockey League that got sent there. In fact... Guys had it in their contract that they couldn't be sent to Springfield. So we're going to run the clip of Gump Worsley and uh, some Bobby Orr sprinkled in there. And uh, this was the Grapevine Show back in 1990. Gentlemen, the greatest hockey player who ever lived and whoever will live, Bobby Orr. Put it there. Yeah. Hi, Santa. You know, did you know Gump? Oh, yes. One of the great competitors. Yeah. He, uh, he's, uh, I played with him uh, in uh, Springfield, uh, down with Dark Vader, and we were in Devil's Island down there. <laughs> what happened in the, in the National Hockey League, if you were a bad guy, and Gump was a bad guy with management, they sent them to Springfield, like a prison, for, and that's where I was. And, uh, <laughs> that's a true story, honest to God, they had in their contract. Cannot be sent to any shore. And uh, I, remember he got, I, remember the, I remember the day he got sent down. We were playing in Providence. He met us in, they sent him like New York to Providence. And so we come back in the book to Springfield, and it was about, I would say, an hour and a half drive. So we went out and had a few pops and everything like that. So we couldn't go to a hotel. We never had any money or anything like that. So I said, well, come on to my house. So we go up. 
three flights of stairs. We only had one bed, no sofa or anything like that. So where am I going to sleep? I said, well, sleep in that crib out in the hall. So he was so small, he got me pretty big now, but he was so small, he got in the crib. So I'm sleeping in the morning, sleeping in, you know, kind of hangover and everything. And Rose comes in and says, get up, get up, get up quick. There's a dwarf seating in Cindy's crib. <laughs> Those NHL guys came down, eh? When they came down and on the bus, eh? They were used to flying and all that. They come down and they spend 10 hours in the bus. I remember he was he'd go stir crazy, walking up and down, up and down like that. So he was standing out right up the front, looking at the the you know the road going by. Broom, broom, broom. So I went up and I whispered, I said, it whispered his ear, Gump, just think of it as a long runway. <laughs> Gump is not a big flyer. <laughs> no, he hated flying. I'll tell you that. We got a blue movie now. We this guy, what a goaltender. He'll tell you the last guy not to wear. Wait, I don't think he ever he wore one home. of the last to, yeah. to put the mask on. I think he yeah. tried it. Anyhow, we got a blue movie. It's beauty. Let's go blue. Blue's movie is brought to you by Gaines Pet Foods. Blue's choice is always top choice. Lorne Gump Worsley was known for his crew cuts, great goaltending, and a quick wit. While he was playing for the lowly New York Rangers, Gump was asked which team in the NHL gave him the most trouble. He quipped that uh, the Rangers, of course. The Gumper started his long career with the Rangers in 1952, and after a great season, he was awarded the Calder Trophy for the Rookie of the Year. The Gumper played 11 years for the Rangers. He racked up over 200 wins and a goals against average of 3.10. One of the turning points of his career was in 1963, when he was traded to the Montreal Canadiens. With the Habs, Worsley kept up his fine goaltending, and with a powerful team in front of him, the Gumper went on to win four Stanley Cups in six years. His great play didn't go unnoticed either. He won the Vesna Trophy in 1966, and two years later, in 1968. In 1970, he was traded to the expansion Minnesota North Stars, where he would finish out his career in 1974. Over his 24-year career, Gump would play in 860 games, record 43 shutouts, and rack up a lifetime goals against average of 2.91. One of hockey's greats, Hall of Famer Gump Worsley. I'd rather start one with you. <laughs> I'd like to start a franchise with Bobby Orr. I said I'd rather start one with you. Well, that's it. I, that's true. I, uh, I taught the kid everything he knows. Anyhow. Now, wait a minute. Sure rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. I can't Vesna. remember that far back. Rookie of the year. Vesna, Stanley Cup. I didn't know you were that famous. I'm not. You weren't that famous when you slept in the crib. You remember that? I was tired. Now, and wait a minute. Maybe a little bit. More tired than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you were tired, all right. It was about three after about 30 beers. I guess you don't need 30 beers. I don't drink beer. I oh, hate beer. That's right. And Phil Watson, what did he say to you about your beer belly? I told him I never drank beer. I'm a VO person. <laughs> oh, that was just before he sent you down to Springfield. That was one of the reasons. But I told him, though, when he was there. I was there before he came, and I would be there when he's gone. And he, you were, too, eh? Yeah, we sent him to Boston. <laughs> Now, why'd he send you to Devil's Island? Well, he was one of them guys. 
I remember it, you guys at training camp. It was unbelievable, the fight, and you guys. You and Shaqy used to give it to poor Phil all the time. Well, he didn't know anything. First of all, he couldn't speak English. That's it. <laughs> Phil Watson, you figure a Scotchman, right? Yeah. No. A Quebecer. All right, you loved the bus trips, I know, didn't you? I never got off the ground. I love that. <laughs> I got high enough by myself. I you, didn't need a, <laughs> the airplane. Remember the time Shore was out front and you were going, oh, oh, remember that there? And he says, the next time son does that, there's going to be a big fine. So what is he? We're all terrified. He goes, oh, like that. Uh, you remember his practices, Eddie Shore practices? Well, they were great. You liked them? Sure, I liked them. Why? I didn't do anything. <laughs> I always didn't practice. But he, I liked he, to dance. That's where I learned to dance when yeah. I went there. He, he, uh, he liked you, though, didn't he? Well, what happened was he thought I was coming down. I was going to just horse around and go through the motion. But I wanted to play hard to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> How long you were know, you there? Three weeks. Two weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks, eh? I Between was there him and you? <laughs> problem, you know. I tell you. Did you feel, you know, when you went back up, did you feel sorry for us guys down there? I mean, did you? I felt sorry for everyone in the minors. Yeah. I played in the minors a long time. I played in Saskatoon. I played in Vancouver. I played in Quebec City. I played in Providence. I played in Springfield. Now, you were, you were the rookie of the year, and, and then the next year, uh, Bauer took, your, uh, took no. your spot. I asked for a $500 raise. $500? Yeah. Okay. Guys, now say, how much? 500 here. Give it, peel it off for you. Camille Henry won it the next year and asked for a raise, and he got sent to the minors, too. Now, you know, we were talking about, we were talking about uh, players, and I, we, I know we didn't. Uh, uh, Camille Henry was one of the smoothest hockey players. You'll, am I right? Camille Leal. He could score goals. He could put the puck in a letterbox. That's <laughs> what we used to say about him. He was he a beauty. He could pick him out of the air. He weighed about 155 pounds soaking wet. Nobody could hit him. One night we're playing in Detroit, he scores four goals on Sawchuck, and Sawchuck chased him down the center ice. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to hammer him. I think the best story is one of the guys, think, I forget who it was, big tough defenseman, picked him up, rammed him in the corner, had him up like that. What are you going to do now, Camille? And he kissed him right on the lips. <laughs> that would be Camille. <laughs> He's a great guy. I'll tell you, well, now you, you went to, uh, from there, you went to the Montreal. You went from the uh, outhouse to the penthouse. Just about, yeah. <laughs> great Where do you win? Great, great spot, Montreal. Yeah. Thirteen years in the league before first Stanley Cup. Yeah, how, how old were you when you won it? Thirty-five. Thirty-five years old. Uh, Toll Blake, tough guy, but uh, great coach, eh? You know, he never yelled at you in front of the players. I always took you aside or in his dressing room and let you have it. But you know, you see Camille, uh, you, you see, uh, I mean, Mike Keenan, pulling goaltenders and stuff. Did you ever get pulled by anybody? Yeah, I told Blake. You did? Yeah, in Detroit one night. We were playing, and we're, I'm having a tough night, you know. I we had all a, do. I had a few. Yeah. <laughs> Too many. But anyway, I got up, and I get the hook, and I get near there, and I throw my stick, and my blocker came off, and it hit the glass behind the bench and knocked his fedora flying. <laughs> what a tough guy to do that oh, to. So I, we're getting on the train in Detroit after, and we're going back to Montreal. But we have to go through Toronto in the morning. They keep us there till about 3, and then they sent us away back to Montreal. So we get through Toronto, and he, I'm sitting in the diner, having breakfast with John G. Talbot. Blake comes by with a picture of me, and he puts it in front of me. You weren't mad in that picture and kept walking. And that's the only thing I ever heard about that. He's a boy, I'll tell you. The guys loved him, though, didn't they? Oh, run through a wall. He was... 
he knew what he was doing. He knew how to handle the people, and I think that's the big thing in coaching. Tell, I, I was at, I was like a cup of coffee going through one time, but tell us about his practices. You see the guys now, they've got a million things going on. Tell us one of his practices. All I want to know is, why do we need three and four coaches? You got me. Toe did pretty good, eh? Well, you know, the thing is, four coaches are out there. One guy tells you one thing to do, and another guy tells you another thing. I decided in Minnesota. That's you know, a, one tells you one thing, one tells you another, and what do you do? You just stand in the middle and... Yeah, shake your head. That's it. So you got to Montreal, had to fight out another guy, Charlie Hodge, he was there. Well, in the two goalkeeper system, there was no fighting out. Uh, Blake had a system, if you won, you played. Yeah. You know, unless you were in a good game, two to one game, yeah. you lost, you played it the next game. But if you got beat 5-1 or something, next. You were sent down to Quebec cases, I remember. Yeah, I got sent down in 63, I pulled my hamstring in Toronto, and uh, I was told, go down there for two weeks by Kenny Reardon, who was vice president oh, I love Kenny time. Reardon. Yeah. I he, gave him a dime, but he never called me back. <laughs> the next year. Training camp the next year, I got the call back. Yeah, I remember you came to Rochester, we pounded you, and I, uh, 10 to one, I think it was. You wish. <laughs> I know, I never got on the ice. 64, now 64, and uh, tell us about the cups and that, that you won. That, would, that was great, must have been a thrill. Well, I don't think there's and Bobby will tell you too that there's no you can't explain it to people it's just a feeling that you get you know when you're a kid you grow up you always want to win the Stanley Cup play in the National Hockey League and win the Stanley Cup and there's no no way you can tell your feelings 68 69 meant a lot more to you than uh, any of the cups eh? well I was older well you, you, you had a little problem that uh, year eh? well it was the next year I had the problem yeah. 70 with Claude Ruel took over yeah and we didn't see eye to eye so I just walked up to Sammy Pollock and I said, see you later. That isn't exactly the exact words I used. No, I know, we're on television. <laughs> and uh, he says, no one quits the Montreal Canadiens. I said, well, I just did. No kidding, eh? Yeah. You I, walked right off. Well, what did he do that ticked you off? I mean, what, what was he could have done to leave a great team like that? Well, you get to a point you can only stand so much, yeah. you know. You what do you mean pride. stand? What did he do? He's on your case all the time, you got to do this, you got to, I never could, I was never a practice player, ever. No. Like Jerry Cheevers. Same thing. And he knew that. I was with Canadians for six years before yeah. that. And he saw me practice. Now he was going to change me at 39 years old. Yeah. Now you went to Mini. Yeah. What's the difference? Ren Blair. In, Ren Blair, our buddy. The only good okay. thing. You discovered him. Or he takes credit. To make more money. Pardon? Went to expansion, he made more money. Yeah. Canadians were tighter than bark to a tree. <laughs> You and Caesar Maniego. That's right, Mutt and Jeff. Mutt and Jeff, Caesar. Yeah. 6'3 right. and 5'3. <laughs> now, Caesar, I remember one time, and he, he was a good goaltender. He could move. He was all right. I went to Minnesota. They hadn't won a game in 21. They had tied a few, but they hadn't won a game in 21 games. And he was playing, and he was playing hurt, and he, he just was worn out. I remember. I thought you guys did all right. We got in the playoffs that year. Montreal didn't, if you remember. Whoa, that must have been. Are My you? wife really enjoyed that. <laughs> but they called her and asked her about it, and she ripped them. I tell you, wives are like that. Ask Rose. I'll tell you that. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, I remember he had a lot of heart, that kid. I remember one time in the Boston Gardens. I remember one time when Bobby was playing against you. Tell about the time, all the shots you had in Boston Gardens. We had, I had 68. 68? Yeah. 68. And three minutes to go, the chief 
Johnny Busick shot it. I stopped it and promptly put it right in my own net. 4-4 the game ended. I walked in the dressing room and I'm tongue is down about my knees. And then a reporter walks up. He said, if he had, had a, two more shots, he said, it would have made a great story. <laughs> I was too tired. I would have whammed him. <laughs> remember he was in there too, the Minnesota came in. And we had 62 shots at him. And I remember there was a stoppage of play, and he took off his mask, and he leaned on You know, he had to hold himself up, and he got a standing ovation from the Boston Garden. So he had a lot of guts, that guy. But Boston, good fans there. Yeah, they didn't know what was going on. You retired in 72-73, and you made a comeback. How, why? Brent Blair talked me into it. Oh, yeah? Uh, I remember the time, uh, I, right at that time, and, I, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was Esposito and Dryden. We're, and, and it was supposed to be the battle of the goalies. Remember that one? Yeah. And uh, tell us what happened in that uh, finals. I can't remember that far back. Well, you remember there was nine million goals scored on them. The average oh, was seven. Yeah. And you remember what you said after it's that? It's just you, like today. Yeah. They got the same problem today. You remember what you said after that? You told I was in the forum with you one time after that. He says, if this is supposed to be the battle of the goalies, for Christ's sakes, I'm coming back. <laughs> I should have. You I did was only 45. 45. Hey, imagine playing that year. And you played in 24 years. That's a long year. Five leagues. And how many teams did you play on? About 10. 10 teams. Never wore a mask. Did you ever wear a mask? I got it on now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I knew you wouldn't wear your regular face if you had of that, I'll tell you. Great on television. Now, you never had any in injuries, no, or did you have well, any serious injuries? Not really. I only got hit in the eye once yeah. by uh, Andre Pronovo, and they stitch you up and push you back in back, the net. Back out there again. Yeah. Why is there so many injuries to the goalies now? No respect. They got two goalkeepers. In our, when we had the one goalkeepers, they'd go in and they'd stop and pull up. Is that right, eh? Yeah, now they just keep plowing. They say, well, he's got a mask and a helmet. Yeah. He's fair game. Fair game. That's right. What do you think? Do you, you know that there's more goalkeepers lost their eyes since the mask than before? Get out, is that right, eh? Yeah, check it out. No kidding, eh? That's right. What do you think of all the equipment, all the kids wear, 10 tons of equipment they wear now? I think the younger ones that are playing peewee and away down there are over-equipped. You know, they look like robots out there. They're going around and they don't know. You know, one of the re I I how to skate, like Bobby says. Yeah. You know, I, I Bobby says he'd wear a helmet now. I didn't ask him that question, but he says he'd wear. Imagine Bobby going down with that blonde hair flying. Well, something like my hair. Uh, <laughs> what hair? Yeah. <laughs> Made blue. Just kept going. <laughs> uh, the reason I retired because my hair had come forward and it went up. If they had a head hairspray, I would have stayed. <laughs> Or hair blowers in the room. Yeah, oh, hair blowers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Magnets, what do you think of them? They're terrible. They cause more goalkeepers to get hurt than anything. Now the guys just charge right into the goalkeeper and say, I can't get hurt, the net's going to come off the moorings. I think they're the worst thing that hockey invented. Okay. Doing Be now, what are you doing now? What do you mean? What, what are you doing now? You're, I know you're... What am I doing? I'm talking to you. <laughs> Go on hockey night in Canada, I'd be done. I got bloody ones. I got barred in the forum. What for? Hockey night in Canada years ago by Sammy Pollock. What would you say? I was on one night and I knocked Canadians. Gone. <laughs> Never to go back again. 
till about five years later. Sammy uh, said, "What well, it was ever good for Canadians is good for the league." I like this guy. I, no, what do you? What job do you have now other than uh, you're retired and great on television? Well, why do I need a job? Well, everybody I'm has off the interest of what I owe. <laughs> I'm living off my great pension in National Hockey League. Yeah, tell us about that pension. I, I cashed my check at your bar before. <laughs> have a good drunk on my check. <laughs> <coughs> no, what are you, working for Canadians, aren't you now, Kingston? No, or Cana okay. Not Canadians, yeah, um, Kingston. Frontex. Kingston Frontex. What are you doing there? Wasting time. <laughs> I go to help their goalkeepers. I'm going there tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, who's the best goaltender, and you, 24 years, who's the best goaltender you've ever seen in your life, except when you look in a mirror? That's the only one. Is that it? No. There was a lot of good ones I played against. How about Terry Sachuk? It was Sachuk, Glenn Hall, Cheevers, Plant. There was a lot of good Jeez, ones. Geez, I'll put Cheevers in there. I'll tell you, this guy. Yeah, this guy was a good goalkeeper. Yeah, he was a money guy, eh? Money guy, Bobby, for sure. And our friend. You're my friend, too. What a show. Put her there, Golf Amy. Right at the Don't you go away. He's a good old guy. Kind of dresses. What do you mean old? Well, you look kind of old. I am old. <laughs> you led a tough life. Yeah, I played behind you. <laughs> Remember, I used to go back, Jeet? Not Jet. All right. All right. What's the difference in the goaltenders now and uh, back when you played? I told you. We stopped them. You stopped them. You don't like the goaltenders now? It's not that I don't like them. Some of them are great, but some of them go to sleep in there. Can you, you know, imagine now, in your day, there was six goaltenders. Imagine if they reduced it to six now. It would be, be pretty tough good. playing on 24 teams. I was used to look to you at yeah, the end yeah, of the they, bench. You know what happens? These kids come out of junior and they play every game. Now they go to the National League, they play two games in a row. I'm tired. 21 years old, they're tired. How does that work? I don't know. How many games did you ever play in a row? 68. 68 games in a row? You only had one goalkeeper. <laughs> Somebody had to play. What happens if you got hurt? You went back in anyway. Doesn't matter, eh? We kidded about the uh, uh, pension, but it, 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 it's no joke, is it? No, it's a sad affair. You know, for 24 years, but it, we're 21 years in the National League, eh? 24 years, bro. The pension is just god awful, you know? Baseball players make five times as much as I do. You know, and the Rocket, uh, how much would he make? Two dollars. <laughs> Two dollars? Well, I know John Mariucci, if you remember him yeah. before he passed away. He was making something at a dollar something. Isn't that something? And you guys had to pay the 900 bucks. We paid uh, part of it, yeah, 900 dollars. 900 bucks, eh? Yeah. Well, I hope the National Hockey League does something for those guys back Well, they, they're all right now, but uh, there's a lot of money sitting there, but they won't let it go. Yeah, well, somebody better. Who is your hero? Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr, eh? My hero. Not yours alone? I did so. Tell us your most memorable moment. First game in the National Hockey League against Detroit, and we lost. What's the score? Five to three. Five to three. And Ted Lindsay scored the first goal, and the okay. rest I don't care. You don't have to. Because there was many, many after that one. Well, were you in a fog? I was in a fog. Put it there, there.
America, boy, I'll tell you that. So that was a really fun night with Bobby and Gump. Oh, we had a lot of fun. It was a great interview. All the stories, all those, all those stories are, are good. But Cindy, you remember Gump in another way, right? Well, I remember. I must have only been five years old, and you think how much, you, how much can you remember when you're five? But this was memorable. I was sitting in between with mom, in between uh, one player's wife and then no. Gump Swirlsley's so, wife. Both of them must have been bad in Springfield. That was, yeah. And so, and they, they had been teammates at one time. And in so, New York. In New York. And uh, I guess Gump let in a bad goal. And the other wife said, well, I see things haven't changed. <laughs> well... Gump's wife, I remember, got her purse and then stood up and reached over Mom and I and whacked her with her purse, and they started to get into an, as they say, an altercation. And like, I, I think it was on the radio. Somebody somebody said, "I don't know what's going on over the corner." There's something going on in the stands, and Mom's going, "Ladies, ladies, <laughs> stop!" I wonder if the players looked up and saw what was happening. But no, it was never... very memorable when you see two women yelling and screaming at each other. What do you mean by that and everything? So that's what that's what Gump Rosley meant to me. Yeah, I remember the time that he got hit by uh, uh, Bobby Hall in that slap shot. Because um, remember, back then he didn't wear a mask. Didn't wear a mask, yeah. And he was, I think he was one of the last guys that didn't wear a mask. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, any guy got hit in the, and he woke up in the hospital and they said, boy, you were lucky you get hit by a Bobby Hall slap shot. He says, yeah, good job. It was flat when it hit me. Yeah, because if it would have hit him straight on. Oh, dead man.